time for the services from the Calvary Baptist Church of Gainesville. Now, Pastor Raymond Laddie. I want to share with you today from Daniel chapter 10. We're going to look at something that we always need to remind ourselves of, especially as we see all this unfolding. It's amazing how fast things are moving and, and what we're seeing going on, how other countries are entering this war now. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing. We need to be on our P's and Q's, so to speak, not only spiritually, but also physically. We need to be, uh, you know, knowing what's going on around us because this war is different. This war is different. We've seen conflicts forever over there. There's always been conflicts for 4,000 years. This one's quite different. We don't know exactly how yet, but we, we see a lot of, of prophetic things coming to pass. So, I was, you know, I continue to study all that and read that, and, and it's interesting to see. It's sad to see what happened, uh, in, but we have to understand what can make, how can people such as Hamas be so evil? How can they be so just utterly brutal in ways that we can't, uh, you know, understand, that we cannot fathom? I read this week where, you know, they, they killed everybody they could. They killed a young boy that was in a wheelchair that had ALS. They killed several children that had Down syndrome. Um, they did things so brutal that I cannot mention them up here because they're so graphic and so brutal. How can human beings do stoop to such levels and be so sold out to an ideology that they would do that? You know, I, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Christian. I'm a, I'm a Christian Zionist. The, the, the enemy would call us crusaders. And, you know, uh, I have ancestors going way back that were probably crusaders. Robin Hood, the great archer, was a crusader. He fought in the crusades and then came home and the legend was born, uh, so to speak. But, uh, you know, we, if we identify with Israel, then we're their enemy too. You know, we, we believe in Christ. We believe in that they are God's people, that even in this, God is working and bringing about a redemption for them, a way uh, for them to... Uh, move forward. You know, that land, as we said, is their land. It's God's land. God has the deed to all that land, and he's going to defend it, but he'll allow some things to happen to bring his people back to him because it's all about the people. How can these Hamas terrorists, and they're, they're pretty much all the same, and in some ways they're not. ISIS is Hamas. You hear a lot of that, that. In a lot of ways, ISIS is not Hamas but yet they are led by the same spiritual power. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Human beings can do such things to other human beings when they're led of Satan and his army of demons. And we have the name of one that I want to share with you today that is behind all of the bloodshed that we're seeing, that is behind all of the, the, the Muslim militias whether they be uh, Hamas or Islamic Jihad or whether they be the Houthis in Yemen that's been launching missiles at our ships, at our, our uh, battleships in the Gulf and in the Red Sea and in other places and been trying to launch toward Israel, whether they be, you know, those militias in Syria that are launching missiles and drones at our military bases right now, they're having to shoot those down. Uh, this thing's got the potential to really explode, and it probably uh, will. Behind all of that is a prince that is not of this world. He leads and influences in this world, but there is a prince. And we're going to look at this today. Daniel chapter 10, verse 13. Daniel was an Israeli. Daniel was a Hebrew. Daniel was his Persian name. The Persians today, 
Their descendants are the Iranians. They are the Syrians. They are the Iraqis. They are many of those nations that are aligned uh, against Israel today. That's the old Persian Empire. They have persecuted Israel or the Hebrews since the tribal days. What we're seeing today is a remanifestation in a greater way of a spiritual power that has always existed. Spirits don't die. Spirits don't die. We have a prince here that is a spirit. A lot of people say, well, that's a, that's a military leader, or that's the old King Cyrus in, in Persia. No, this is a different one. All the translations point to a spiritual power. All nations have a prince of Satan assigned to them. There is, In other words, think of it like this. There's spiritual battles going on that manifest themselves in the physical world. And that's what we're seeing today. 4,000 years later, the whole Ishmael-Isaac family feud that we talked about is manifesting itself because the descendants of Ishmael are led by Satan. They call us the great Satan. You see, there's a great spiritual battle going on there, and it involves millions of people. It involves, unfortunately these days, nuclear warheads and weapons of mass destruction. But we're going to read about this prince who is behind all of these things. And then we're going to talk, we're going to let Paul show us how we can fight spiritual battles and how, how to do that, how to pray for Israel, how to pray for, for God to intervene. And he will, and he will once his purposes are fulfilled. So in chapter 10, verse 13, we're going to pick up there. This is where Daniel was waiting to hear from God and God was sending a, an angel to him to reveal angels are messengers. They're guardians. They're messengers. Uh, he was sending this angel to Daniel to reveal God's plan here, and, all, and the angel didn't show up. It was like 21 days, three weeks, that the angel was held back because the angel was involved. This is one of God's angels. The angel was involved in a spiritual heavenly battle with the prince of Persia. It is, this prince is named here. And we can go to the intertestamental books or even some of the old Hebrew writings that are not canonized, that are not 66 of the books that we read in our Holy Bible, but can give us insight into these heavenly hosts, whether they be on the side of evil or whether they be on the side of good. So we're going we're gonna to see that here. In verse 13 it says, But... Let's go to 12. Then he said to me, Fear not, Daniel, from, from the first day that thou didst set there a heart to understand and to chasten thyself before God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. He said, I was on my way. God had sent me. God had heard you, but I got sidetracked. I got caught up in a battle uh, along the way. We're seeing that today. We're, as the Jews are coming home and is. Really, many Jews are coming to Jesus. There's a lot of Messianic Jews. As the Jews are coming home, as the land was flourishing, uh, you see God working. We had talked about the third temple being built, uh, all these things, and all of a sudden the enemy on October the 7th just bust through. They were side, they're sidetracked in all those things right now, but yet these things will uh, you know, continue. God, God's will will be done. The temple will be built. I think you're going to see... Because of this war, they say that the secular, the divide between the secular and the ultra-Orthodox Jews has closed. 
because they realize they're in a fight for their survival. That could lead to the building of the temple much quicker. They, they uh, you know, if they come through this war, and they will, but they could be terribly diminished. They build this temple at some point. Uh, this could be a, a geopolitical uh, mending so they could do that even quicker. We don't know. But the angel was sidetracked for 21 days, and, and, and Daniel was waiting to hear from God, and he was perturbed. He was, it says that, you know, physically he went through a lot of things. Because of spiritual things, he was subjected to things spirit, uh, physically. So in ver he says uh, in verse 13, But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one in 20 days. But lo, you say, well, where's God in all this? But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes on the good side, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. They were fighting in the spiritual world. And we struggle to understand that. You know, what were they doing? We think of fighting, I'll, you know, I'll shoot you before you shoot me or whatever. These are spiritual beings. So what were they fighting about? Well, the prince of Persia sought to keep God's word away from God's prophet and therefore eventually God's people. So who knows what they were fighting about? Maybe the prince of Persia was, you know, going trying to send, you know, uh, plague upon them or, or doing all these things that we can't understand because of their power and this angel was resisting and then Michael, a greater being, a greater angel had to step in, the chief of princes and help fight so that God's message could be carried to Daniel by this other angel. It's a lot to think about there, isn't it? That's exactly what's going on in the spiritual world. Everything that you see is a manifestation of the spiritual world in the Middle East right now. It's a manifestation. The, the, the prince of Persia now, in Daniel's day, he had spears, javelins, bows, swords. Now the prince of Persia is sending Hamas out with drones and with, uh, you know, those AK-47s or those AR-15s. They're sending them out. They found pills and, re and residues on these Hamas fighters. The IDF did when they examined them. They had been making chemical weapons biological weapons. They found residues. They found methamphetamines in all of their pockets. They say, well, that's how they were able to indiscriminately kill man, woman, and child. Yes, that's how the prince of Persia influenced them and what the prince of Persia and Satan's minions used to influence them to get them to do spiritual things in the physical world against God's people. It's a lot to think about and it's a lot to process, but that's exactly what's going on. The Iranians are behind all of this, and the Russians are too, because the Iranians and the Russians are aligned. They have a pact uh, that goes way on back that they signed to help each other. Uh, people say, what about Saudi Arabia? They're going to turn against Israel. They already are. Jordan is going to turn against Israel. You know, the so-called monarchy under the King Abdullah are going to turn against Israel. All the Muslim nations are. Turkey's doing it right now. They are backed in, they're in a, between a rock and a hard place. They're between a rock and a hard place. And we really need to lift them up in prayer. And we also need to be vigilant here because we are the most closely aligned country. Uh, God used us to bring about in some ways the strength of Israel, the, the return of Israel as a nation. The Islamic terroristic world knows that. My fear is, I don't know 
we're going to pray about this, but when they go, when they start this ground offensive that Hezbollah and Hamas may activate some of their sleeper cells here. We're already seeing that. There was a Jewish lady stabbed to death just a couple days ago in Detroit. That's not coincidental. The, the, the UK has been playing down a terrorist attack that happened to them last week. It's happening all over the world. An ISIS, uh, an ISIS operator shot and killed two people in Sweden, of all places. They've been pouring across our border now in massive numbers for a long time. Just this past week, I read where they detained 2,000 Chinese nationals. One week at the border, they're starting to wake up and go, oh, we got a problem here. Well, we should have, you know, had been on, on point about that a long time ago. They detained 60 Syrians, about 35 Iranians. I mean, all kinds of people from our enemy, and they, they just had been coming in here. They're not coming in here to exploit the American dream so much as they're coming in here to help destroy the American dream. Sobering thoughts, but we need to be realistic with ourselves of what could be coming down the road. I wouldn't be in any big crowds these days, especially around a big city. You've got to be careful. Not trying to scare you, but the Prince of Persia has set up shop unlike any other time before in the United States of America. We have the Prince of Persia leading people in the very halls of our national city in Washington, D.C. We ought to take this squad, put them on the first flight out to Afghanistan or Syria first thing tomorrow morning. The fact that we tolerate this stuff just boggles my mind. Our president has no idea what day it is. We're in a bad position. We're in a really bad position. Our college kids now at the, these so-called revered American universities are supporting Hamas. The, the, the prince of Persia is laughing. Because when you don't believe the truth of God and when you don't stand up for the things of God, then the enemy's going to enlist you in his army. Whether you realize what's going on or not, and they're marching in the streets. That's what college educations have gotten our children now. Now, there's some good ones, I know, but in Harvard and Berkeley, you put some of those kids... For 10 minutes in Gaza City right now, they come back to America and kiss the ground for what freedoms we have when they saw the hard destruction of who the Prince of Persia behind Hamas and all these other groups are. That's the world that we live in now. God's in control. We trust him because he's the ultimate God. He is God. He is the God. He is Yahweh. And I got to thinking about it. You know, the Israel people, what's going to happen to them? This, this old fella. I saw another video that I wanted to show of a red-bearded and a red-headed IDF reservist who was kissing his family. He had a little boy and a little girl and a wife. Cute little old kids. And he's hugging them. You can tell he's praying in Hebrew because he's about to go to the front lines. They know that they're, they're trying to make sure. You know, they're on a thin line, thin ice with this invasion because... They've got to try to pacify some because the world's coming against them, but they've got to try to save as many IDF soldiers as they can because that's going to be a different war when they go into those tunnels. They, the Hamas is going to have stuff booby-trapped. They're going to have buildings rigged with explosives. They're going to have biological bombs set up. The Afghanis did it when we were over there earlier on. But I saw that, and I was moved by it. They're people. 
just like us. And people, by and large, that have rejected Christ. It's one of the reasons they're in the mess that they're in. Yet God has not and will not abandon them. I thought about the nation of Israel. The Assyrians tried to destroy them. The Babylonians tried to destroy them. The Nazis tried to destroy them. The Soviet Union tried to destroy them. Uh, you name it, uh, many more that I've not mentioned. Rome tried to destroy them. And where are all those nations now? In ruins. In ruins. They re-manifest themselves in the Irans and the Iraqs and the, the, the Saudis and all these others. But God's people are still there. God's people in America, although we've been diminished and attacked and, and uh, you know, fought against and laughed at and mocked, we're still here because we serve a prince far greater than the prince of Persia, the prince of peace. Peace, true peace, whether it be in your individual life or the life of Israel, is found and will always be found and can only be found in one name. They call him Yeshua. We call him Jesus Christ. I call him my Savior. I call him my Savior. And I'm so thankful today that I know Jesus and my family does. And I'm so thankful that we know the truth if we'll learn it and agree with it. And, and, and agree with God. We know the truth. So Daniel received this message and the, prince of, and the angel said, I've got to go back and continue to battle the prince of Persia. That battle's been going on for a long time. It's raging now in the heavenlies. You see, in our nation, by and large, overall, outside of the church and the true church, there has been an abandoning, abandoning of God. And as we've said before, Jesus said, when I deliver you from a demon, if you do not stay with me and allow me to stay in you, and you run me off or you turn away from me, that the demons, spiritual beings, will return sevenfold. That's what's happened in America. That's why we see in the halls of Congress the Rashida Tlaibs and the Ilhan Omars and the, um, the uh, AOC uh, and then that other one doing all that foolishness. That's why we can't get a House speaker. Our government is in its death throes. Uh, you were just paralyzed. That's what happens when you turn away from Yahweh. That's what happens when you go away from God's ordained way. We were strong. We were strong years ago. I, we watched a Billy Graham, an old Billy Graham sermon from 1987 last night, parts of it. And Billy Graham was all, he was just, you know, he was kind of making light of it, but he was talking about the miniskirt had come back and what a travesty it was. Old Billy's in heaven and my goodness, what a crown he's had and what a, what a crusader he was in the Western world and all over the world. But my, I was thinking about this. This was 87. I was almost 10 years old, not very long ago. How far we've gone from many skirts. I mean, people walk around today, let's just be honest, with their high end hanging out their back, out their britches. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, but I've seen it. Uh... We're in a bad place. We're in a bad place. And we need to go back to the Lord. We need to, we need to go back to the Lord. We need to return to Jesus Christ. Uh, 
this angel had to go back and fight with the prince of Persia because the battle was great. The prince of Persia, and I, want to, I wanted to read this to you. I almost forgot. From a, the book of Enoch, I want to read this to you really quick. Third book of Enoch, because I think this can give us some insight to um, what we're talking about here. I do not obviously give the book of Third Enoch the credentials that I would the 66, 66 canonized books, but uh, it gives us some insight to what goes on in the spiritual world. In Third, third Enoch, chapter 35, verse 12, it identifies a being named Samael as the prince of Rome. Rome tried to destroy Israel. You know, they did. They went in and, and uh, laid siege in places like Masada and Jerusalem and other places. And Dubiel, as the prince of Persia, maybe that's his name, Dubiel, the prince of Persia. Both of these princes sit daily with Satan. Let me get the rest of this here. Prince sit daily with Satan because they burn the tablets of Satan. Every day Satan sits with Samuel, prince of Rome, and with Dubiel, prince of Persia, and they write down the sins of Israel on tablets and give them to the seraphim to bring them before the Holy One. In other words, there's, according to this, it's interesting insight. Well, you know, be careful how much credence you put to this. They write the sins down of the Israeli people and, and go to God and say, look, this is what they've done. Destroy them. That's the battle that's going on. Destroy them. You know, that, that propaganda goes on today. I mean, even in America, people are write, pro, writing propaganda against the Israelis that call them the dirtiest of people. The, uh, you know, the, the worst people that ever existed is straight from the spiritual world. Blessed be he, they say, so that he should destroy Israel from the world. And the prince of Greece tried to do the same thing. Alexander, when, the, when he overcome the Persians, just as Daniel said, Alexander set his sights on the east and he was going to sack Israel and, uh, you know, destroy Jerusalem. And some of the prophets showed him what Daniel had seen. And it moved him and blew his head up and his ego so big that he spared Jerusalem and continued east, went all the way to India. And that's how the spiritual world leads and guides the physical world, the political world, the socioeconomic world. Does the nation that we live in have, a, have an angel that God is trying to use, or a demon, I should say, uh, is trying to use to turn us more and more against Israel, you better believe it. He's making a lot of progress. Amen. You see that now. I'm afraid. I don't know. I'm afraid that when things really start hitting the fan over there that we're going to abandon Israel. If uh, Sleepy Joe has anything to do with it in the squad, I think we will. If the house, well, there's still a little bit of, I'm going to give them a little credit, a little bit of decency. If they can't get their ducks in a row and get a speaker and show some leadership, then, you know, it's, uh, it's just going to get worse. But, yes, that's why we see so many kids walking around today that have never heard of Jesus. That's why we see our universities that are, that are, are organizations of Satan. That's why we don't know if we're a boy or a girl. That's why that it's uh, the fattest thing to do now is to have a partner and to not get married. That's all of those things, and I can go on and on because the princes of the spiritual world are leading. Amen. We have an antidote, and this is what I want to close with today. 
We have an antidote. Paul wrote it down. Paul dealt with all this. Paul dealt with a Roman empire that sought to do away not only with Jewish people or to get them to turn away from their gods so they could worship a Caesar. Paul dealt with Christians who would only worship God. And he saw the fact, he saw what Rome did to Christians that would not repent of being a Christian, that would not repent of worshiping one God, that would not pay homage as a God to the Caesar or to the emperor at the time. Paul saw it and he dealt with it and he lost his life because of his fervence toward Christ. I want to go to Ephesians chapter 6. This is familiar scripture. Here is what we need to do in the days to come. You know, on behalf of Israel, on behalf of our families, in our, in our own battles. You see, we, we, we like to characterize battles as small and big sometimes, but if it's a battle for good and the, and the gospel to be made known and lives to be changed and, and lives to, to, to be uh, you know, one for the Lord, then it's all worth praying this and looking at this. Verse 10, Ephesians chapter 6, Finally, my brethren, Paul says to the church at Ephesus, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I want to remind you of something. When you accept Jesus as your Savior, you have angelic, the angelic armies of heaven are on your side. I heard a fellow say, a theologian one time say, how can I hold my head down and cry when I've got two-thirds of the angels on my side, Jesus Christ and Father God? How can I hang my head down and cry when I have those kind of odds in my favor. But only for the one has accepted Jesus as their Savior, that trust in Him. Let's continue onward. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now you say, is that body armor? Well, in a sense it is. It's not Kevlar, but it's spiritual body armor. It's God's uh, protection on you to be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The prince of Persia is going to use a lot of inhuman, unexplainably vicious and wicked things against the people of Israel. We're already seeing that. But we pray that God will go ahead of them and that as many lives as possible will be preserved, that as many as possible, most importantly, can somehow come to Jesus, be pointed to him. We know that will happen later on. Moving on to verse uh, 12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities like the prince of Persia or like the prince of Rome or the prince of America that leads now, I think, more so than what used to be. Now, I often think, would Ronald Reagan have put up with a squad? I don't think so, but that's, that's a side note. Moving on, let's read, this, let's read God's word. Principalities against powers, from those principalities against the rulers of the darkness of this world. All that darkness we're seeing perpetrated, and we saw perpetrated against Israel. There are rulers and powers behind that from hell itself. Let's be honest here, from hell itself. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. Spiritual wickedness in high places. And I can't help but to think about Capitol Hill when I read that. Wherefore, take you unto the whole armor of God. All of it. Paul utilizes the picture of a Roman 
of Roman armor or, or armor of the ancient world here that they went into battle with that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done it all to stand. We're living in that evil day. Here's the key to us to be able to stand through it all, to be able to overcome and to be able to hold our heads up no matter what happens and to be delivered spiritually into heaven when our time comes. Moving on down. 14, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth, God's word here, and the truth of it, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. You become righteous by faith in Jesus and by turning your life to him for the cleansing of sin. That, that's how you do that. That's a spiritual thing. That's a decision that it, you're led to spiritually through the Holy Spirit that works in the midst of all the evil to lead you to God and to keep you there and to point out evil and to point out danger and to point out things that you need to do in your own life spiritually. Have your loins girt about with truth, the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The greatest peace accord right here ever written. The greatest peace accords right here between you. It made peace with us, with a God of heaven. Jesus, the peacemaker, the bridge builder, the Messiah. If you're stumbling through life, as so many people have, maybe you need to get back to God's word and accept it and to read it and to accept it and apply it to your life as it should be. Thank you so much for listening to the services from Calvary Baptist Church. To hear more of this sermon or other past services, please visit our website, calvarybcgainesville.org. 97.5 Glory FM, your family radio station in North Georgia. Welcome to the New Bridge Broadcast.